We have arrived at the middle of the week, and this is the program that's all about Dixie. Hello, welcome into Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with your host, John Rawl. Oh, it's so good to be back with you here as we cover all things Southern and more. We've got news, we've got sports news, we've got music news, we've got a little bit for all y'all here on Y'all. Coming up in just a few minutes, our ACC go-to guy, Jonathan Lifehite, is going to try to help us make sense of week three of the Atlantic Coast Conference. Not exactly the best of weekends last weekend for ACC. ACC teams. You had some teams like NC State getting trounced at West Virginia. You had Virginia Tech escaping a upset loss. Uh, well, they won, but they nearly lost to the Furman Paladins. And oh, Furman's arch rival in the FCS ranks from the Southern Conference, the Citadel Bulldogs, they defeated the ACC's Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets at Bobby Dodd Stadium this past weekend. And you had other things that weren't so good for ACC teams. We'll talk about it all with Jonathan and just a little bit here in this first hour of the show. And then when we get to the second hour, we'll start it off with hashtag hullabaloo. We're going to talk about cheese boards. Hey, would you like to come join me on the cheese board? No, no, it's not really that kind of a board. It's a cheese board. And if you don't know what we're talking about, we'll talk about it in detail at the start of the second hour as part of our hashtag hullabaloo where we go on and find funny stuff and informative stuff off of social media. That's at the start of hour two. And then we'll segue midway through the hour into our Nashville Music Line report. Precious Harris standing by on Music Row in Nashville with all the information. In fact, I think from what her sources tell me, I think she's outside the Ryman Auditorium and is going to file her report this week from there. She's at an event right this moment, and I can't wait to find out what it is. It's some kind of songwriting, uh, some kind of awards or gala or a presentation. Hey, we'll have to ask her. Precious Harris coming up at the second hour of today's Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent as we are here on the Wednesday edition, working our way till Friday. And on Friday, we'll shift from Y'all to the Y'all Kickoff Show. It'll be two hours of college football fun with your host john rawl and in that we'll have general gridiron field marshal of football foretelling all that in just a few days so stick around to y'all and we want you to be a part of y'all our number is 803-816-1170 our website is y'all.com you can find us on the web there at y'all.com but you also can find us on the web at facebook.com search for y'all magazine on facebook y'all.com on facebook and you'll see it right there and each and every day we put the y'all show out there on social media but we also have so many other great stories that you can kind of follow along with and share with your friends and family it's really cool it's really southern y'all.com and y'all.com and y'all magazine on facebook making it oh so easy for you to get in touch with your inner southernness here on the y'all show we start our headlines today as we look at the news stories from across the southeast and sad news coming from tuscaloosa alabama as a tuscaloosa police officer shot and killed in the line of duty after he was in a shootout with a suspect and the slain officer 40 year old dornell Cossette is dead now he leaves behind two children and was engaged the suspect who was not identified in reports was no longer a threat according to the tuscaloosa police department the mayor of tuscaloosa and the chief had an update 
at 9.45 on Tuesday or Monday evening, rather, when this shooting happened and the officer shot there in Tuscaloosa. The city's mayor, Walt Maddox, said heroes come in many different forms. Tonight, one of our heroes has died in the line of duty. The scene unfolded after authorities received a tip about a sighting of a wanted suspect in the Tuscaloosa area. And Cousette reportedly arrived at the home and the suspect ran back inside, the report said. And report said the death marks the state's fourth officer killed in the line of duty in Alabama this year. But we remember our hero in blue in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, a veteran police officer shot and killed Monday after this shooting happened, after the authorities say he ran into a home and opened fire on this officer, Dornell Cossette, age 40, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Our thoughts there with his family and everybody in Tuscaloosa County in Alabama. All right, more headlines coming from across the southeast as we continue on in our y'all listing of stories from across the southeast. And another sad story to report, the Department of Defense says a soldier from Tennessee was killed Monday in Afghanistan while supporting Operation Freedom Sentinel. Sergeant First Class Jeremy W. Griffin, a 40-year-old soldier from Greenbrier, Tennessee, in Middle Tennessee, was killed in action on September 16th by small arms fire when his unit was engaged in combat operations in Wardak Province, and that is in Afghanistan. The incident is under investigation. Griffin was assigned to the 3rd Battalion, 1st Special Forces Group, Airborne, Joint Base, Lewis McCord, Washington. And he was posthumously awarded the Bronze Star Medal and a Purple Heart. We remember the life of Sergeant First Class Jeremy W. Griffin, Greenbrier, Tennessee, a Green Beret from the Volunteer State killed in action this week in Afghanistan. Sad story for those who love journalism. Cokie Roberts, a longtime political reporter and an analyst on ABC News, has died at the age of 95. She was a Louisiana native who joined ABC News back in 1988 and was a co-anchor with Sam Donaldson on the Sunday political show this week from 1996 to 2002. ABC announced the death of Cokie Roberts Tuesday. She was the daughter of Hale and Lindy Boggs, two members of Congress from the state of Louisiana, and she went on to chronicle the political world she grew up in. Cokie Roberts, dead at the age of 75. A tropical depression has formed. It's Tropical Depression 10. It's formed in the Atlantic, and it's expected to become Tropical Storm Amelda, with an I, that is. And this wave formed, and it is in the central tropical Atlantic Ocean. It formed Tuesday morning, according to the National Hurricane Center's advisory out on Tuesday morning. The system, about 1,100 miles east-southeast of the Leeward Islands, moving west-northwest at 12 miles per hour. And if you kind of project this thing forward, it could become a hurricane on Friday, going to be skirting around some of the areas north of Puerto Rico and heading toward the Bahamas. Unfortunately, at least the early projection has it in that direction with a west-northwest movement at 12 miles per hour. And the forecast track shows the system approaching the northern Leeward Islands by Thursday night or Friday, and then it will likely be a hurricane by then, but it is, according to the spaghetti plots, that crazy way of forecasting storms, looking to kind of do what this last one did, sort of head toward the Bahamas, but then scoot up northward. And this one, the one going on right now, heading toward Bermuda, we don't know if this tropical depression, which is still unofficially not named, but could become Tropical Storm Imelda, whenever, by the time you hear this, perhaps, it is, it is something to keep our eye on. 
we've had a, a rough go of it here the last couple of weeks with tropical storms, hurricanes, and more. Let's hope we can get past this thing out there in the Atlantic right now. And in the South Florida area, one other thing in the news, not necessarily storms, is a swingers club. Yeah, just a swing. And, but no, this isn't something John Anderson would be proud of. A swingers club there in Miami must pay 32 models, a combined $892,500 for using their images without permission. The Miami Herald reports a jury agreed Monday on the payment, which totals much less than the models desired 5.3 million dollars miami velvet caters to couples who share partners and have group sex the women filed suit back in 2015 after advertisements featuring their photos appeared alongside explicit images on miami velvet's website leading people to believe that the models endorse the club and a judge ruled in favor of the women back in 2017 saying the club was liable for false advertising and this month's trial was held to determine damages so these models didn't want to be known as swinging club models and now getting 892,000 for the illegal use of their images for this Miami Velvet. Ooh, what a name there in South Florida. All right, let's go to some political happenings in the Commonwealth of Virginia. The governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam, the embattled governor of Virginia, has issued an executive order setting a goal for Virginia to produce 100% of its electricity from carbon-free sources by the year 2050. His order announced on Tuesday says the goal will help address climate change, a challenge that, quote, poses potentially devastating risk to Virginia. And Governor Northam's order sets an intermediate goal of reaching 30% renewable energy by 2030. It also says the Commonwealth's agencies and executive branch institutions will aim to procure at least 30% of their electricity from renewable sources by 2022. Virginia's Republican-controlled legislature has thwarted Northam's attempts to pass legislation limiting carbon emissions from power plants. Control of both the House and Senate are up for grabs in the elections in Virginia in November. Environmental groups have applauded the move from Governor Northam. But right now, Virginia, according to the governor, setting a goal of 100% renewable energy in another 30 years. And we'll find out if the legislature backs that here after the official elections here in about two months. Now, more Virginia political news to pass along here on this Wednesday Y'all Show. A Republican committee there has censured a congressman after he officiated a same-sex wedding. Denver Riggleman is a representative of Congress from Virginia, and he was censured by the Rappahannock County Republican Committee last week over his voting record, his third reprimand by a local GOP group since officiating a same-sex wedding several weeks ago. And the committee there in Rappahannock County there called his votes for sending military support to Saudi Arabia and for ignoring protests against granting more visas for foreign workers. A committee member told the news there that the vote was not even close. But again, this congressman, Congressman Denver Riggleman of Virginia, getting censured after he officiated a same-sex wedding in the Commonwealth of Virginia. All right, more stories, more news to pass along. This from Alabama. The State Historical Commission in the Mobile area will retain control of the last U.S. slave ship, the Clotilda. This was because a deadline passed on Friday for any potential owners to claim the wreckage of the wooden schooner, which was burned near Mobile after illegally bringing up 
110 captives to Alabama from Africa in 1860, the year before the war between the states broke out. Because no one claimed the ship's remains, the state of Alabama can now move forward in federal court to take permanent possession. Researchers have identified the wreckage of the ship earlier in the north of Mobile. It's in Mobile Bay, and officials say they're unsure how much of the Clotilda remains, but they believe they're, some of the hole could be intact in the muddy bottom of the Mobile River near an island, and it's unclear what might be done with the wreckage or whether it can even be raised. But the Clotilda, of which I think what happened was in 1860, this thing came aground there north of Mobile and Mobile Bay, and the slaves from that, the imported slaves, got free, I think, or they, they hid in the swamp, something like that. And there are descendants, I know, of the Clotilda Steel right there in the Mobile Bay area. That I do know of. I, I should have brushed up a little bit on the history. But there's certainly some questions about the history of the Clotilda. Hey, go do your own research. Find out. What a, an intriguing story. And speaking of history, you have historically black colleges around the country and one of those in the louisville area is simmons college and we want to tell you that papa john's pizza has increased its funds that they're going to give this historically black college as the louisville kentucky college is going to get an offer of twenty thousand dollars after papa john's disgraced founder john schnottner had announced he was making a million dollar donation to the school the president of simmons college kevin cosby said he was told by company executives the scholarship funds would be revoked because of Schneider's donation, but the company said the college declined the funds. On Monday, Papa John's executive Marvin Boyk sent the school thirty thousand to provide two thousand dollars scholarships to fifteen students, and the Papa John's executive said he was pleased we were able to resolve our breakdown in communication. Of course, if you know anything about Papa John's Pizza out of Louisville, the former head of it and the guy you used to see on commercials all the time, Mr. Schneider. He lost control of Papa John's amid black backlash for using the N-word while blaming poor sales on NFL player protest. A conversation, by the way, that was taped by their PR company and then shared, uh, leaked, I guess would be the better term. And he's been a disgraced guy, unfortunately, I think, because it was a private meeting that they were discussing race when he used the word, I guess, in a example or something like that I, I don't i can't remember all the specifics but papa john's given a big gift to this historically black college in the louisville area simmons college and that coming out this week now if you have ever traveled in mississippi or alabama you have seen at least on that border of those two states the tennessee tom bigby waterway and the associated press has come out with a story this week by jay reeves about this waterway, $2 billion cost, and it is not living up to its promise, according to this article. After more than a century in the making, the 234-mile Tennessee Tom Bigby Waterway was supposed to fill a dream of orderly growth and prosperity when it opened back in 1985, snaking its way through the area of Alabama and Mississippi. But according to AP writer, again, Jay Reeves, it hasn't worked out that way. Delayed for decades by environmental concerns and detractors who call the project a boondoggle, the $2 billion shipping shortcut to the Gulf of Mexico, best known as the Tim Tom, has never come close to traffic projections used to sell it to the public, and poverty rates have increased in most of the counties it flows through in the two states of Mississippi and Alabama. So, hey, an interesting read. If you can find it, you'll learn more about this it's sort of the southern version of the erie canal 
but not doing quite so good in Mississippi and Alabama. And I, I think yeah, there's probably some truth. This was a pork project done by some of the former senators and congressmen from North Mississippi and West Alabama, and they got a lot of money sent that way 30 years ago. And is it paying off? Well, according to this article, maybe, maybe not. Keeping it in Mississippi for our final headline today on the Y'all Show. And for whom the bell tolls? Well, the bell is going to be tolling for one guy in Lafayette County, Mississippi, Michael Lippert. He's going to have to pay the bell. He's going to have to pay the toll because it is tolling for this North Mississippian as he's been arrested on grand larceny charges accused of stealing a church bell. And this is for the Sand Springs Presbyterian Church, which is in southwestern Lafayette County. It was reported stolen over the weekends. Deputies posted a picture on Monday of the bell, which has now been recovered, thankfully, which it sits on the ground mounted to a masonry stand. And they're not sure why the guy stole it. The church, which was established in 1854, is on the National Register of Historic Places. Good news, Sand Springs Presbyterian, you got your church bell back. Bad news is... 33-year-old Michael Lippert is uh, allegedly the one that stole it and now being charged for a grand larceny after stealing this bell in North Mississippi. Why would you steal a church bell? Someone please answer that question if you don't mind. And that is a look at our headlines here starting out our Wednesday edition. When we come back on the Y'all Show, Talk with a Southern Accent, our friend Jonathan Leifite is going to be on, and we're going to discuss all things Atlantic Coast Conference. The ACC did not have the best of weekends this past weekend, and we'll walk through Mr. Leifite, the good and a lot of the bad. There was a little bit of good. There were some teams that had some great success in area code 615, and that's not ACC country. That's Definitely SEC country there in Nashville and Middle Tennessee. But two ACC teams went into that area of the Volunteer State and had success this past weekend. We'll let you know who they were. But boy, there was some real embarrassment in area code 404 specifically this past weekend. And it was done by a team, a little tiny team from area code 843. We'll let you know about all that. Plus, we'll look ahead to this weekend's lineup of ACC action when our ACC Spotlight with Jonathan Leifheit of 24-7 Sports and the CBS Sports Digital Network comes on next. Don't miss it. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. 
Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at Vistaprint.com. Own the now. Oh, the Louisville Cardinals fight song, and this is the ACC Report here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Louisville, the Birds might have been the best team in the ACC this past weekend. This was not the greatest of weekends for ACC sports. Welcome back. This is the Y'all Show. We welcome in from CBS Sports Digital and 24-7 Sports our friend Jonathan Lifite. And Jonathan, not trying to pile on, but I don't think week three of the college football season went the ACC's way. I think that's a pretty dramatic understatement uh, from uh, when you look at some of the horrible losses that, that kind of went on. Um, you know, you got Kansas that hasn't won a, a Power 5 um, road game in like uh, most of our lifetimes. Um, you've got, uh, um, let's see, who else? NC State getting just rocked by uh, by, by West Virginia. And then the, the, uh, the, the icing on the cake. Uh, Georgia Tech goes down to Citadel. The 0-2 Citadel comes into Bobby Dodd and wins in overtime. And so bad showing every which way but loose. I mean, and I, I could just go down there. To your point, I think the only team that had a good out-of-conference showing was probably Louisville. Uh, Miami and Duke also took care of business, but by and large, Ugh, very forgettable weekend if you're in the ACC. Yeah, if you wanted to see some good ACC action, the best place to be would have been area code 615 because Louisville played in Nashville against Western Kentucky and 25 miles down the road in Murfreesboro, you had MTSU hosting the Duke Blue Devils and Duke won that game in the borough. Recapping last week in ACC football, this was the weird game. It was not a conference game between Wake Forest and UNC. 24-18 the Wake Forest Demon Deacons come back or win that game. And, Jonathan, this was a game not without controversy. Yeah, it came down to literally the last second, and that's where the controversy was. Uh, um, Wake Forest had taken kind of a, a good lead, and then kind of North Carolina stormed back and looked like they might have something going on. And then uh, on what turned out to be the last play of the game, uh, the, the North Carolina runner was stopped with uh, – you know, forward momentum with about a second to go on the clock. According to the ACC's uh, post-mortem on that, they should have stopped the clock and then set the ball because I also think it was a first down at the time. And then that would have given the heels potentially, potentially I say, not definitely, the the ability to maybe run one more play and see if they can't score that winning touchdown. And But alas, that is not what happened. 
they go off the field without a review, and, and uh, Wake Forest walks away with a six-point victory. Well, Dennis Hannigan put out a statement. What is his official role with the ACC? Is he the director of officiating? Yeah, he's the head head official, basically, for the ACC. So, you know, anything that – any ruling or anything has to do with officiating, it's going to come from him. Um, he's he's more or less uh, Swafford's right-hand guy for, uh, for officiating. Yeah. Well, according to Hennigan's statement, the one second remained when the on-field official indicated the ball carrier's forward progress had been stopped at the 43-yard line. Since the on-field officials ruled that time had expired on the play, the replay official should have stopped the game for further review and put one second on the clock. Once one second was put back on the clock, the ball would have been spotted at the 43-yard line, and the game clock started upon the referee's signal. All disciplinary measures related to the replay officials are being handled internally, and the ACC considers this matter closed. Remember, this was a very close game, of which perhaps a little bit more further down the field, UNC could have had a chance to win this game there in the final seconds. Yeah, I mean, regardless of what happens, you know, if they'd have gotten one more play, it would, the only thing they could have done is a Hail Mary so, and those aren't generally successful. So the odds were pretty long against North Carolina, and that's even if they got the playoff. So I'm not exactly feeling like they had the game stolen out from under their nose, but yeah, they probably should have had at least a chance to try and get one more playoff. All right. Ben Kirchival is Jonathan's compatriot at CBS Sports Digital, and he's got an article up at cbssports.com titled College Football Top 25 Overreactions Week 3, What to Make of Trevor Lawrence's Early Miscues as Clemson's Quarterback Has Five Picks in Three Games. So what is the problem is what he writes. And, Jonathan, I know you've had a chance to peruse Mr. Kirchival's article. What do you think of this, and is there any accuracy to his reporting? Yeah, well, actually, I think there is a little bit of, of, of accuracy. First thing is, is Trevor Lawrence is only a sophomore. So um, he went out there and lit the world on fire as a freshman, but we all have to remember that he is just a sophomore. Um, he's probably going to have some moments where he does struggle. He just managed to not have those last year. Um, so it looks like he's having it this year. And I also think it's maybe a case that, that uh, he's had a lot of the weight of the Clemson offense now placed on his shoulders. And he's probably pressing a little bit, trying to make plays when they may not necessarily be there. And there's probably a little bit to that as well. So, but uh, Brian's article was basically about, you know, hey, the guy's still young. He's going to be good. Uh, just, uh, you know, kind of let, let him let him have some space and breathing room and, and he'll get there. Well, the Georgia native ended up having a good day at the Carrier Dome as Clemson behind Lawrence had four touchdowns in the air and a 41-6 win for the Tigers at the Carrier Dome. A scene where the last time they were in upstate New York, they walked away with a loss in that one. Penn State was able to knock off Pitt 17-10 to in Week 3. Virginia got a 31-24 victory over Florida State. Normally, we would brag on the Hoos for that, but it seems like everybody's beating FSU these days. <laughs> and so, Virginia in the top 25 gets the big win at Scott Field. As you mentioned earlier, West Virginia just manhandled NC State 44-27 in Week 3. Virginia Tech had to escape another Southern Conference team. The Citadel was able to knock off the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets in Atlanta, and Blacks Virginia Tech really had a fight with the Furman Paladins out of Greenville, South Carolina. But in the end, the Hokies prevail 24-17. Jonathan mentioned the Citadel out of the FCS ranks. They win 27-24 in a game they really dominated most of that game, Jonathan. Georgia Tech had to come back late and tie the game. But a lot of mistakes in that one. And I know a lot of pressures on Jeff Collins this week. 
Yeah, uh, you know, and Jeff Collins actually uh, was, he, he has a weekly radio show, and Georgia Tech is off this week, so normally when that happens, there is no radio show. Um, but uh, because of the, the that particular game and the results and the, some of the heat that he felt, um, he actually did issue a, an audio statement out to, to be played in lieu of the, the call-in show, which, as I mentioned, was not scheduled to be held. So, um, uh, you know, at least speaks to that he understands, you know, kind of where the fans are at with, with some things. And uh, uh, he's certainly been taking a beating uh, uh, among the Yellow Jacket faithful this week, and probably rightfully so. You know, even even if you believe that the talent level isn't there, um, there's no reason to, to be losing to an 0-2 FCS team. So, uh, you know, and, and I apologize. I realize that's your alma mater, but uh, <laughs> go Bulldogs! Th- yeah, Citadel <laughs> <laughs> Bulldogs. Uh, yes, uh, nonetheless, there was no reason for uh, for a Power Five team to be losing to uh, to an FCS team that has had such a poor outing thus far this well, year. Well, to the Citadel's credit, of which I did watch both of their games this year, they played two pretty good FCS teams. Both games came down to the end, and they just kind of let the defense not stop the other team. That's how they lost two games. They played their best game of the season this past weekend at Bobby Dodd Stadium. And what's really demoralizing for Georgia Tech, it's not the fact that they lost to the Citadel, an FCS school. It's the fact that the Citadel runs the triple option offense, of which Georgia Tech's team should have had 11 years of preparation to stop it. And that's what should be really more frustrating than anything. Oh, yeah. And I have to laugh a little bit because there's some fans that were just just thrilled beyond belief to see the triple option go. And uh, there was probably a little part of me that thought there was a little karmic payback for uh, for those that derided it so, so. so. Yeah, it's a great just, equalizer. Yeah. If you don't believe me, go look at the box score. I think oh, Bull- I believe it. The Bulldogs had <laughs> at least twenty-five to thirty minutes more with the ball, and they were able to get those little simple three, four-yard gains, keep the clock going, keep the ball away from Georgia Tech. Of course, Coach Collins was his own worst nightmare. A potential winning score at the end was nullified because he had called a timeout. Uh, yeah, and there was also some uh, some little bit of uh, I think clock issues there uh the, the official called that game called that particular play said the clock would start on the snap and then they ended up starting it on the placement of the ball so some weird stuff happened there at the end um i actually don't think uh oliver would have scored um the the timeout was apparent and the citadel players were actually pulling up as he uh has okay. crossed the goal line so nonetheless all right well just to add insult to injury to georgia tech but this is actually a compliment to virginia tech here in this statement from what Reddit CFB announced over the weekend, for possibly the first time ever, I don't know if you've heard of this, Jonathan. Have you heard of this, what I'm about, about to say? <laughs> yeah, I read that, and, and I was a little puzzled by it, so I was a little surprised by what the, by the grouping. Yeah, well, here's the grouping. For the first time ever last Saturday, all nine U.S. service and senior military academies that sponsor college football won on the exact same day. Those colleges would be the u.s military academy aka army the naval academy the air force academy had a great win they went to colorado and won this past weekend the coast guard academy won i don't know who they beat they play i think on division three level i think texas a&m they had a win this past weekend against lamar give me a break but in the acc ranks virginia tech just narrowly got that win against Furman, but it counts the citadel one norwich which is up in new Hampshire, rather they are in uh, bernie sanders what is that uh, vermont norwich is in vermont and the citadel one and more importantly here's the big one 
VMI actually won a football game this past weekend, <laughs> and they have not beaten an FCS team in a couple of years, and they actually beat ETSU. So that's the weird stat for all of you who keep track of service academies and senior military academies. Remember, Virginia Tech does have a Corps of Cadets, and that's why they're listed here in this grouping of schools. But uh, unfortunately for one of the AC school, ACC schools, they lost to one of those military schools. All right, And Jonathan, unfortunately, it was more than just a loss on the field. We know now that one of the members of Georgia Tech's unit is out for the season with a leg injury. Yeah, Jahazel Lee actually went down, and it, it looked like a pretty painful injury at the time and the way he was writhing on the ground. And it turns out, yeah, he actually did. I think it was a broken fibula. Um, so he will be out the remainder of the year. The good news for him is, is he had not redshirted and he had not played in four games. So, therefore, um, he will actually have the ability to come back next year and play again. All right. Well, that's good news for Jacket fans. And he, maybe with a little bit more time in this new offense, things will dramatically improve. Hey, an off week comes at a great time for Jeff Collins' program. We have some more stories to tell you about in the ACC, and then we'll walk through what's coming up in week four as we walk through the ACC Spotlight with all y'all. This is the Y'all Show. Our talk with Jonathan Lifehite continues after the break. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think. If she could, sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. This our ACC Spotlight. 
And that song there, well, it's a good song, but you don't hear it all that often, at least in happy times, if you're a fan of the Florida State Seminoles and the Knowles lost again in week three to Virginia. No surprise, really, but man, what an embattled program we find at Dope Campbell Stadium. And Jonathan, I don't know if you saw the news out this week, but one young booster of FSU, four-year-old Grayton Grant, has set up a free Willie lemonade stand in Tallahassee, and it's charging $20 per cup to raise funds toward Willie Taggart's $17 million buyout. Are you willing to plot down $20 per cup of lemonade to help get rid of Willie? I will pass on the lemonade if, at that rate. Uh, I like lemonade, and I'd even probably pay a buck or two. But at twenty dollars a shot, boy, he's uh, he's really looking for some uh, big hitters. But then again, when you got to come up with seventeen million dollars, you better get it in big chunks. Yeah. Well, the effort has raised two hundred and forty-one dollars, including a hundred dollars from one person. That will all be matched by Grayton's father, Daniel Grant as Mr. Grant plans to send $482 a check to the Seminole Boosters, Inc., and I think he did that earlier this week. The check also includes a type note signed by Grayton that says, quote, I am tired of losing football games and being made fun of at school for being a Seminole fan. At four, I am already starting to graviate towards the color orange. You don't want that for an innocent kid like me. I don't think a four-year-old can come up with a statement like that. I'm sorry. I think his dad might have helped out. You think? Yeah, I think so. But yeah. but uh, you'd think he'd raise a lot more money than what he did, $241 for – and he's in Tallahassee, for goodness sake. Yeah, that should be pretty heavy garnet and gold there. And unfortunately, he didn't have quite the, the buyout needed for Willie Taggart. $17 million, pretty good agent Willie Taggart has there in Tallahassee. Yeah, I need an agent like that. Yeah, my agent, I think, is named Orange. All right, Jonathan, let's talk a little bowl action before we get into the week four goings-on of the ACC. And, hey, pack your heavy pajamas because the ACC has a new bowl tie-in starting in 2020. It's Boston's Fenway Park going to host the Fenway Bowl between the ACC and, hey, make things even more confusing, the ACC and the AAC are teaming up in this bowl, the Fenway Bowl, and it will be one of 43 postseason games for the 2020 bowl cycle. Your thoughts on this, Jonathan? Yeah, they actually announced uh, this something about this over the summer, and now I think now we see that they, they've given a name, uh, the Fenway Bowl. Probably that name will last right up to the point where somebody writes them a big fat check to put a, put their name on it. And then also now we know the opponent, which will be, uh, as you mentioned, the AAC. So uh, new developments there on the on the bowl front for our, for the ACC. All right. Well, again, this does not start till 2020, but more bowl games and more bowl games in chilly places like Bean Town. Well, let's look at what's going on in college football here this weekend. Speaking of Bean Town, the hometown Boston College Eagles are packing their bags and they're heading to one of the early teams that played this sport of college football. Rutgers played in that inaugural game against the Princeton Tigers back in 1869. Well, I don't think it's going to be quite so historic this football Saturday, but Piscataway's got the high point com stadium ready for bc and rutgers this game is going to be televised on the big 10 network starting at 12 noon piscataway time is bc going to rebound from their embarrassing loss to kansas well since they're playing rutgers their odds are pretty good so yeah okay well that's good news for fans of 
BC. Hey, Syracuse, the Orange, which is going to have to rebound. Now Syracuse finds himself with a losing record, one and two. Of course, they lost to Clemson. That's no surprise, but they're still reeling from their shellacking at the hands of the Maryland Terrapins, which then went and lost to Temple last weekend. But Western Michigan, the Broncos ride into the Carrier Dome for this game set for a high noon ACC Network kickoff on the ACC Network. Jonathan, is Syracuse ready to, to match the wit of the Broncos? I think so. They they're due for a bounce back. Dino Babers is a good coach. They, they're they're struggling a little bit. I think to kind of put the chemistry together on on offense. But I I don't think Western Michigan wish Michigan has what it takes. If they do, well, shame on uh, Syracuse. All right. Well, speaking of the ACC Network, you'll find this game on the ACC Network. Their digital component, Wake Forest. And Elon get together at BB&T Field. Wake Forest again with that big win over UNC in Week 3. The Wake Forest Demon Deacons now 3-0 and on the season. Elon comes into – by the way, Elon in Week 2 defeated that Citadel Bulldog team, Jonathan. I know that probably makes you excited. And oh, yeah. while we're talking Thrilled. about the fighting Christians, also known as the Phoenix of Elon, do you just happen to know one of their most famous alums? I do, and I have to know him personally, West Durham. Oh, yes, West Durham. And I don't know if he's on the call for the ACC Network for this one, but Elon and Wake Forest, neighbors right there in the greater Winston-Salem area, and they'll be getting together for a high noon kick from BB&T Field. UCF, man, give them a lot of credit. They just took care of business at home against Stanford in week three, and now they pack their bags. They're heading to the big catch-up bottle at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. The Panthers, which are one and two on the season, they've got UCF. What will it take for Pitt to come out victorious in this one? Oh, well, they're going to have to play a lot better on offense than they have been playing. Uh, you know, they, they just seem to – they always seem to come close, but they never can quite get over the hump, at least uh, in non-conference play. So they got to get some offense going up there. Battle of teams from the Old North State at Keenan Stadium mid-Saturday afternoon as the 2-1 and one North Carolina Tar Heels and Mac Brown welcome in a school he coached for the whole year of one as Appalachian State comes into Chapel Hill for this battle. It's set for a 3.30 kick on the ACCN Digital Network and Appalachian State now in the Sunbelt Conference. UNC has had a pretty good season to date and of course Appalachian State with their new coach who was the offensive coordinator for nc state in years past i think his name is Drinkwitz. does that sound right eli Drinkwitz, yes and he'll be leading the mountaineers in to orange county for this matchup on saturday here's a game that will i guess be worth tuning in for a little bit to see if the boy with the lemonade stand can raise it even more money <laughs> louisville is on the road again they're at dope campbell for a game in tallahassee against the florida state seminoles louisville comes in with a winning record two and one scott satterfield who was at appalachian state in years past and then took the big paycheck and went to Louisville as the Cards and the Knowles get together. This is set for a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central kick on ESPN. Jonathan, your thoughts on this one? I, I think this one uh, might be a lot closer than people think coming into the year. I think Florida State fans probably had that one chalked up as a win, but the way Louisville's played thus far, I'm not so sure about it. And, and then when you also factor in how Florida State's played, it makes me even less sure. So uh, this one could go either way. Yep. 
Well, Miami Hurricane fans, get ready as Antonio Brown's alma mater, Central Michigan. The Chippewas come to Hard Rock Stadium for a battle here on Saturday, football Saturday on the ACC Network. It's a four Eastern, three Central kick. And Miami, one and two on the season. Don't don't take it easy, Hurricane fans. You better be there and support because Central Michigan's coming on a mission I think uh, that Miami will handle them just fine. Okay. Antonio, who's a native of Miami, by the way, I wonder if he'll be in attendance since I'm not sure if he's even playing these days. You know, actually, I think he's up with the Patriots unless they released him. Yeah, well, with him, anything's possible. Of course, I don't really keep up with him too much, but uh, NFL players. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah, you know, he's the most, I guess, famous player to come out of Central Michigan, at least in the last couple of years. Old Dominion, the Monarchs, they took care of business against Virginia Tech last year, and now this year they go to the flagship University of the Commonwealth as Virginia ranked 21 in the country this week has the Monarchs coming into Scott Stadium. This set for a 7 Eastern, 6 Central kick on ESPN2. And Jonathan, we saw Old Dominion in week two, I think it was, going to Blacksburg, give a fight, but ended up losing to the Hokies here this year. Are the Cavaliers in for a trap game here? Um, you know, they could be. They, they're coming off an emotion, probably a somewhat emotional win over Florida State, even though Florida State's not all that. Nonetheless, you know, Florida State has that kind of that name. So uh, they could be, they look past them, but normally, uh, Virginia you know, under Bronco Mendenhall, he's usually going to have his guys ready. So I, I feel like they'll probably win pretty handily. All right. Dave Doran's Wolfpack, if you hate the color red, you might not want to go into Carter-Finley Stadium come football Saturday because on ESPNU, you'll be tuning in or you might be in the stands there at Carter-Finley as the Ball State Cardinals. David Letterman, you, is going to be taking on NC State. Lots of red on both sidelines in this one, Jonathan. Yeah, that's pretty much a guy like me's worst nightmare. Too much red. Yeah, too much red. And can I add insult to injury? Both schools, yeah, sure. Both schools also use black, so it's kind of a red-black yeah. combo. Your favorite. Oh, my favorite. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, if you don't like that, Jonathan, then head on to Memorial Stadium, Clemson, South Carolina, because Death Valley's got to have a bunch of orange and a little bit of green sprinkled in as the UNC Charlotte 49ers and the Clemson Tigers get together. As far as I know, this is the first meeting between Clemson and UNC Charlotte as UNC Charlotte just started playing football about a decade ago, and Clemson easily the number one team in the country. They're favored by, oh, probably uh, the distance between Clemson and Charlotte, North Carolina in this one. Yeah, I don't see any issue there with Clemson. They should cruise cruise easily. They'll score early and often and probably have their, their subs in uh, early in the second half. All right. A couple teams who are not playing this week include the Duke Blue Devils and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. I know we talked about Duke's win on the road in Murfreesboro last week. Both the Devils and the Jackets Going to take a little breather, get things fixed, and we know there's a lot to fix at Georgia Tech. Georgia oh, Tech, you, we didn't really kind of add on to the pile here, but offensively, quarterback play for Georgia Tech, what can they do here in this off, off week to improve that before their next game? Well, I, I think the first thing is is they need a quarterback to step up and and, and uh, make the position his. Right now, they've, they've been playing three um, this last week they played two. One of them actually got injured during practice during the week. Uh, Lucas Johnson and Tobias Oliver, one of them needs to start making plays. Uh, Lucas the better passer, Oliver the better runner. Um, I, I, I'm hoping that it seems like Oliver has a better command of things. 
Um, but he's got to improve his passing, so that's what they need to have happen. When week five rolls around, Duke's going to start the week out early. They've got a Friday night game at Lane Stadium against Virginia Tech. The Jackets will be on the road at Temple, an out-of-conference game after their off week, and that was next week. But we got still a lot of fun going on here in week five, uh, rather week four of ACC football, and we can't thank Jonathan Lyfite enough for coming on and help us break it all down, sir. All righty. Well, thank you much for having me. It's always a pleasure. We will come right back with more of the Y'all Show. <laughs> Say where you are because we're going to have an hour two, our friend Precious Harris with all that's going on in Nashville. And we'll have hashtag Hullabaloo 2. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at Vistaprint.com. Own the now. My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at when something feels different it could be alzheimer's now is the time to talk a message from the alzheimer's association and the ad council another hour of the show that's all about this part of the world we call dixie this is y'all talk with the southern next and i've been whistling ever since last week we had our salute to mayberry as it's mayberry days about to happen in mount airy north carolina you can go back in our archives of the y'all show at y'all.com and check out that interview and of course if you heard it or you haven't heard it yet 
yours truly singing the theme to the Mayberry Andy Griffith song. And yeah, I've just been whistling Dixie ever since. Although I still don't really know the name of that song that you heard when you watched the Andy Griffith show. I guess it's just the theme song for that show. But maybe somebody out there, if you know the actual name of that song, of which which guy's going... If you know that song, hey, let us know. 803-816-1170. Email y'allshow at y'all.com. So darn easy for you to be a part of y'all, darn it. And we want to hear from you here as we broadcast great information about the South. Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to go to Nashville. And Precious Harris has our report from Music City. It's Nashville Music Line. And we understand she's outside the Ryman Auditorium ready to file her report this week. And we'll know a little bit more about the music-related event she's at. I think it's a salute to songwriters. And we'll find out about that and what else has been going on in Nashville, Tennessee, with our Nashville Music Line and our, our go-to girl for all things Music City, Nashville's own Precious Harris. That's coming up in the next segment, plus some trivia and some fun and, of course, some great tunage coming your way here on the y'all show with john rawl we start out this hour with hashtag hullabaloo where we go headfirst into social media and we swim in the deep end picking out the wonderful stuff that all of you were talking about it could be food related it could be something to do with a celebrity out there it could be something to do with your church it doesn't matter we find it and we share it with all y'all here on hashtag hullabaloo our first Hashtag Hullabaloo item actually comes to us via Instagram, and it's from Rod Elmore. And Rod Elmore on Instagram says, give us a thumbs up if you like fried chicken. Hashtag food, hashtag southern. And he's got a wonderful pic of a fried chicken alongside a biscuit right there. And I'm sorry, I got a lot of time on my hand, but I don't have that much time on my hand. I can't count up all the thumbs up that Rod Elmore has received on Instagram with his request to give you or give him a thumbs up if you like fried chicken. Of course we like fried chicken. Come on, Rod. Come on, man. We love fried chicken in the South. We love fried chicken in other parts of the world. And I don't remember who I was talking to recently, but being a guy who's from the South, lives in the South, and don't intend to live outside of the South... I didn't realize that, at least maybe in other parts of this country, but certainly other parts of the world, it's not easy to find fried chicken. And that seems a little crazy to me. (laughs) It really does. But I guess that's not surprising because, think about it, Colonel Sanders, who I would say probably has done more to promote fried chicken than anybody in the history of the South, he didn't really start doing that till what, the 1950s, 1960s? Is when KFC really took off, and then from there you have the Truett Cathy's of the world that have had their Chick-fil-A go out big across the southeast, and the Al Copelands and his Popeye's chicken, and the other chicken czars of the south. But before that, did we have chicken in mass quantities across the south, across the world? Remember in the old days, and I'm talking 50 years ago and beyond, if you wanted fried chicken, you'd have to pull out your cast iron lodge skillet and you'd have to i might have mixed that up is it lodge cast iron skillet sorry i just saw a billboard the other day as i was passing through south pittsburgh tennessee where they're getting ready to have the lodge cast iron skillet festival here in a couple days yes if you got your lodge cast iron skillet 
that's the way that most of you had to have your fried chicken prior to the kernel. And some of you still prefer it that way. It's just kind of messy and kind of a little bit uh, time-consuming if you want to go that route when you cook fried chicken. But we treasure our fried chicken. It really is something that we should consider having as a national treasure here in Dixie. And, yeah, we like our fried chicken. And Rod Elmore, I'm giving you a big old thumbs up. I'm not doing it on Instagram. I'm doing it right here on the Y'all Show. See? See? See me? Yeah, put that out on. Why don't you Instagram that, my boy? All right, let's go to Annette Watson. Annette Watson's on Twitter. Annette Watson is really her name. At A-N-E-T-W-A-T-S-O-N. And here, we're going to talk a little religion, if you don't mind, as she has a post about something in Charleston, which is one of our great cities of the Southeast. And she has a photo taken at the Unitarian Church in Charleston, South Carolina. And she writes on Instagram this week, also on Magazine Street, but at its corner with Archdale Street is the Unitarian Graveyard. If you take a ghost tour today, you might hear a story about the Southern Belle who fell in love with a Union soldier in the Civil War who were destined to die apart, though the woman's ghost is said to roam the grounds in search of her bow or something like that. Here, I post images from almost the same perspective, but over 100 years apart in time. What do you notice most about the change in this landscape? Hashtag reading in the landscape and geography there in Charleston, South Carolina. Her photo is a picture of this Unitarian church graveyard in Charleston with the beautiful Spanish moss hanging over it. And you'll have to go there for yourself and check out the story. And maybe it's a haunted graveyard of this Southern Belle who fell in love with a Union soldier. Oh, blasphemy. How could you fall in love with a Yankee? Oh, where's Scarlett O'Hara when we need her to come there and slap that woman in Charleston, make some sense out of her. But sure enough, this may be one of the the real ghost stories of the Charleston, of of the low country area, if you're ever there, again, at the Unitarian Church in Charleston. Let me tell you a little bit about this church, and also let me tell you a little bit about the Unitarian Universalist Association, of which this church is a part of, in 2019. Okay, first off, let's go to that church in Charleston, the Unitarian Church. Home of the Unitarian Universalist Congregation, a historic church located at 4 Archdale Street in Charleston. It is the oldest Unitarian church in the South and is a national historic landmark. It is the second oldest church in downtown Charleston. Its construction began in 1772 when the Society of Dissenters, now known as the Circular Congregational Church, they needed more space than at its Meany Street location. And it was nearly complete in 1776 when the Revolutionary War began, finally being repaired and officially dedicated 11 years later. And seven, or rather 21 years later, it was officially dedicated in 1787, the Unitarian Church, Charleston, South Carolina. It was declared a National Historic Landmark in 1973 so a wonderful place something you should check out if you ever go to historic charleston find out this church which again its construction began what four years before the declaration of independence that's pretty darn old right there in the holy city now let me tell you in case you don't know a little bit about the unitarian universalist association of which the unitarian church in charleston is a part of okay It is a liberal religious association of the Unitarian Universalist Congregation 
formed in 1961 by the consolidation of the American Unitarian Association and the Universalist Church of America. Both of those predecessor organizations began as Christian denominations of the Unitarian and Universalist varieties, respectively. However, modern Unitarian Universalists see themselves as a separate religion with its own beliefs and affinities. They that find themselves as non-credal and draw wisdom from various religions and philosophies, including humanism, pantheism, Christianity, Hinduism, Buddhism, and Judaism, as well as Islam, and have an earth-centered spirituality. Thus, the UUA is a synchristic, I hope I said that right, religious group with liberal leanings. In the United States, Unitarian Universalism grew by 15.8% between the years 2000 and 2010, and now have 211,000 adherents nationwide, members of the Unitarian Universalist Church. So there is your religious talk in case you have not heard of the Unitarian churches. If you have one in your area or maybe you know someone who is a Unitarian, a little bit different here. They're not necessarily, I just said it, they're, they see themselves as a separate religion with their own beliefs and affinities, and they're non-credal. So I guess I guess they don't say the Lord's Prayer. They don't believe in, per se, a Christian or Judaism or even Islam, they kind of blend it all together, and that's their philosophy. Hey, free country, and they're free to associate and worship how they want, and that's what they're doing in Charleston, South Carolina, and it may be a Unitarian church in your own neighborhood. Again, the church in Charleston is certainly a landmark, and it is a true treasure there in the holy city of South Carolina. So check it out if you're back in Chucktown. Global Marketing Concepts at gmarketing underscore c on Twitter. And they have a tweet that I'm going to read as they're a company based in Atlanta that specializes in providing powerful wholesale and retail distribution solutions. We're going to get a little corporate here with you for a moment here on the, on the y'all show. Okay, this company specializes in the sales and distribution of Caribbean and Southern style food for convenience stores, grocery stores, schools, and special events. And they have a website, gmcconceptsllc.com. Again, the company, Global Marketing Concepts. And I saw this, and I'm not saying that they have all these items, but that it, it, it brings up an interesting point, okay? So I can tell you, here are a few of the sweets that this company offers to grocery stores, to schools, and other events they have apple pies pecan pies sweet potato pies and then they have their own kind of brand called sweet sam's and they have the sweet sam's chocolate chunk brownie the sweet sam's classic crumb cake and classic pound cake from the brand the label has sweet sam's have y'all seen that is that at your local grocery or, or at your local gas station i've i've seen it not a lot i, I have seen it though but how about this company that, again, specializes in the sales and distribution of Caribbean and Southern-style food products? And I don't think they have it. But could you imagine one day when you pull up to the Circle K and you tell your buddy, hey, um, instead of going in there and get me a pack of Marlboro Lights, could you go in there and get me a little pack of collard greens and maybe a um, – uh, 
geez, what would go good with a <laughs> with a, a a mess of collard greens to go from a gas station? God, there's so much stuff here. I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. I guess a good biscuit would go there. A, a, a cathead biscuit. There we go. Hey, I want that cathead biscuit and collard greens to go, please. Get, get, go up there and, and, and maybe a lotto ticket while you're at it. Yeah. But yeah, check it out. Global Marketing Concepts. That's what they offer. And they're based out of Atlanta, right? Go check your, go to your local, go down to your local Circle K or to your other, whatever chain of, of, of gas stations you got out there, Sitco or, Whatever, and, and see if they've got these products on the shelves there inside their store. Most of you, frankly, stay away from buying gas station food items. And for that, I say, hey, you got, you got to give it a try. I'll be honest. Some of our stores out there, the Dodgers stores to be specific, they do a darn good job of making really good food at their gas stations. Whether it's the chicken tenders. I know that sometimes when I'm in an area that has a Dodgers store, I'll get the corn dogs. I love me some gas station food. And then there's some areas, especially when I'm in Mississippi, I know they've got really good down home country cooking at my gas station. And I think, I think it's great. I have no snobby feelings toward eating at a gas station. And we love our gas station food in the South, at least, especially in our small town, Southern places. And I have to also throw this out there. Speaking of gas stations, Hunt Brothers Pizza. I know they're based, I think, out of Indiana, but they probably have more Hunt Brothers Pizza options in the South than any other pizza chain because most gas stations have Hunt Brothers Pizza or something like that. And if you've not had a Hunt Brothers Pizza, they're about 10 bucks, and you can put anything you want to on them. I think they're delicious. I think they make chicken wings, too. Check it out. See, here on the Y'all Show, we're ambassadors for you. We try to let you know what, what's available out there. And Hunt Brothers Pizza at your country. I mean, I've seen gas stations in the absolute middle of nowhere. And a Dollar General is not even within 10 miles of this gas station. And that gas station's got that nice sign showing that they got Hunt Brothers Pizza. And it's a welcome sign for a hungry person. They certainly are. All right, let's go back to a guy that we've featured on Hashtag Hullabaloo a couple of times here. Southern Heathen, ML Rivers 214, a former radio DJ and a musician and a writer for the great Newt Rayburn's localvoice.net. And he writes, speaking of great Southern food, yes, sir, hashtag Saturday vibes, catfish, dirty rice, hush puppies, tot, coleslaw, peach crisp for dessert fixing to make myself a tad stuff excuse me and then he's got pictures of all of this thank you ml rivers 214 for your blend of great food and your photo of your southern feast there saturday vibes you call it and running it down again your coleslaw your tot your tater tots hush puppies dirty rice and of course the main ingredient catfish and then for all of that, you get a peach crisp for dessert. That looks good. And I'm quite jealous. Why do you not invite me to this southern goodness there, sir? All right. We go to at How Meals, H-O-W Meals, How to Learn to Cook Healthy Meals. And they have a website, learnhealthyrecipes.ketorecipesnow.com. Pretty lengthy address. All I can tell you to do is go to Twitter and find H-O-W Meals, and you'll learn how to, to do these keto recipes 
and do them the right way. And what they put on Twitter this week, this Southern Impressed Cheese Board is all about hospitality, and we realized a factor or two on that in our latest Southern tour with the Luxury Collection. Our final cease on the journey was at Perry Lane Hotel. This is in Savannah, by the way. And Perry Lane Hotel, the place we dined on at a beautiful picnic in Savannah's historic Forsyth Park. A giant cheese board like this isn't solely the right welcome for visitors. It might probably additionally double as a full meal when served with a salad or soup. All right. So what they're doing is they're in Savannah there, having a good time at Forsyth Park. Lovely place there. Got a lot of Savannah area stuff with the squares and and the Spanish moss and the park benches that Forrest Gump sat on. But yeah, the thing that caught my eye here on this tweet from Howell Mills is a cheese board. Okay. And so I was kidding earlier in the show and I said, Hey, would you like to be appointed to the cheese board? No, this isn't like some kind of position. This is the little device that you put a piece of wood, a lot of different cheeses on a cheese board. And according to our sources here at the y'all show, a good rule of thumb is to include cheeses on your cheese board. They come from a variety of different cheese families. Some basic families include aged cheese, aged cheddar, Gouda cheese, and then you've got brie cheese and goat cheese. And then you've got a, sort of a firm cheese, and that's the Manchigo cheese, the Parmigiano Reggiano cheese, and the Edom cheese, I guess is how I pronounce. I'm sorry I didn't brush up on my cheese before this segment, okay? But that is what you might find on a cheese board. So, Here's how to put together the best cheese board, again, according to our inside sources here at the Y'all Show. And according to our sources, you have hard cheese, soft cheese, and blue cheese, okay? So your hard cheese is a cheddar, the traditional route, but a Comte is also a good option, too. So you got hard cheese. Then you got soft cheese. A nice brie is a good choice on your cheese board. And then don't forget blue cheese, a strong Cropwell Bishop Stilton We'll do the job here for blue cheese. All this on a cheese board, getting you in the mood for your friends, your family, or whatever event you might be hosting. And this is very Savannah if you have a cheese board with these options. And we wish you all the best with that. And that is a quick look at some of the fun here on our hashtag Hullabaloo Wednesday edition cheese board and all. Thank you for the great contributions and we hope we didn't bore you with our cheese board talk but it is very educational and go get your your slab of wood out of the attic and put you some good hard hard cheese the soft cheeses the blue cheeses on there and have your own party it might be a party of one but it'll be a party worth having because of the y'all show and that again wraps up our hashtag color blue on this midweek edition after the break we're going to have our person in nashville she's going to say cheese and give us all of the good information coming out of nashville that will put a smile on your face precious harris has our nashville music line she's standing outside of the historic ryman auditorium in downtown nashville the original home of the grand Ole opry by the way and precious is going to let us know what's going on in music city the event that she attended today and also what's coming up next for our country music stars we've got some good country music trivia some great country music songs to play and all the other scoop the gossip coming from music city all that ahead with precious harris as this wednesday y'all continues
Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at vistaprint.com. Own the now. We were poor, but we had love That's the one thing that Daddy made sure of He shoveled coal to make a poor man's dollar My Daddy worked all night in the Van Leer coal mines All day long in the field of hoeing corn Mommy rocked the babies that night And read the Bible by the coal oil light And everything would start all over come break of morn Music from the coal miner's daughter Nothing like Loretta Lynn on the Y'all Show This is our country music spotlight of the show that's all about the South Welcome back into y'all And we go to Nashville now for our country music spotlight We've got our friend Precious Harris standing by Precious, the author of I Know Country With 366 daily country music questions and answers You can also buy Precious's book online and instantly download it With your ebook copy, iknowcountry.com Precious also is a music career development consultant with the emphasis on new and aspiring artists and songwriters. Go to the website collegeofsongology.com for more details. You can follow Precious's Harris's blog at nashvillemusicline.com and also at y'all.com. 
and she is just so sweet and kind and part of our y'all team and a Kentucky girl herself who happened to see that Kentucky girl Loretta Lynn on Tuesday night in Nashville and Precious is joining us right now on the y'all show hello Precious Hello, darling. How are you guys doing? Hope everybody's doing good. We are good and can't wait to hear what happened on Tuesday night in Nashville as you were part of a very special event going on there. The 2019 Nashville Songwriters Awards held at the Ryman Auditorium, and we have been teasing that you were there standing outside the auditorium. So what's going on? What happened on Tuesday? It was so good. Well, first of all, to kick it off with, uh, Taylor which is a T-A-Y-L-A, which is Loretta Lynn's granddaughter, performed Coal Miner's Daughter in a tribute. Loretta had actually won uh, the uh, Chris Christopherson Lifetime Achievement Award. But here's the best part. Her daughter, I mean, her granddaughter, of course, did Coal Miner's Daughter because of the, you know, the just the connection. But Kelly Pickler showed up and did I'm a Honky Tonk Girl. But the icing on the cake was when Reba came out to do You Ain't Woman Enough. And let no me way. Whole, Reba was there? It, it, it went, Reba was there, and let me tell you, all all hell broke loose in the crowd. Everybody started singing and, like, cheering, and, of course, Reba was just like, thank y'all. You know, it was just so sweet. And then when she, when she came out to get her award, uh, I didn't know who one of the guys was. I recognized, but I didn't know who he was. But the other guy that, that walked her out, was a guy named Kid Rock. No way. All, yeah. All this and at the Ryman on like Tuesday night. A, yes. And Kid, you could tell she was having a little trouble. You know, she's had a stroke. But she was just just overwhelmed by the cheering and everything. You know, because they were like, well, go Loretta. I mean, you would think you was at a ball game. Because you had all these people calling out her name from the all around the Ryman and saying, we love you, Loretta. And she said, well, thank you all. And she was so gracious in her acceptance. Yeah, Loretta but, uh, Lynn received it was just the really sweet. She received the Chris Christopherson Lifetime Achievement Award at this event, which mm-hmm. which was honoring the songwriters of Nashville. What a great night there for the girls and boys who make the noise on Sixteenth Avenue. Oh yes, and we had Chris Jansen came in. Devin Dawson was there with Jordan Smith and Michael Hardy. They did God's Country. Dan Smithers, of course. Uh, Dan and Shay showed up to sing tequila with Jordan Reynolds and the Co-Gallion. And Precious, let me stop you and, right uh, there because we actually have uh-huh. a little video, thanks to you, some audio from that of Dan and Shay's tequila. Let's let's take a listen to this special part of the Nashville Songwriters Award from Tuesday night. Dan and Shay Tequila from the 2019 Nashville Songwriter Awards held at the Ryman Auditorium Tuesday night. Loretta Lynn received the Chris Christopherson Lifetime Achievement Award. George Strait, he received the NSAI President's Keystone Award. I seriously doubt George Strait was there, so who accepted the award on his behalf? Dean Dillon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, he wrote, you know, he wrote the chair. Oh, yeah. Dean Dillon. But his two, um, another, Dean Dillon, of course, uh, Steve Bogart, who's also the NSAI president, uh, not the executive director, that's Bart, but him and Jeff Stevens, who wrote Carried Away or Carry Your Love With Me, 
And then, of course, Dean Dillon performed here for a good time. Then he performed the chair. Then they all got together and accepted the world on Georgia's behalf. Mm. So it was very pretty cool. And the pace was, I mean, the pace place was packed. Yeah, at the Ryman. Now, Dean Dillon, let me ask you this. I haven't seen Dillon in a long time or seen even a photo of him for a long time. He was kind of, he kind of was the, I guess, the mold used for Dusty in pure country. Has Dean Dillon kind of had a little bit of a handlebar mustache, but a long ponytail? Does he still have that look going? Yes. Okay. Not so much the handlebar mustache. It's still a little bit there, but his hair is down to his waist. Uh, Waist or butt? But, yeah, wait, it's at his belt buckle. It's almost at his buckle on the top of his breeches. You know what breeches are? Yeah. That's very southern for pants, okay? Yeah, and as you mentioned, Dean Dillon alongside Reba McIntyre, Lee Bryce, who just had a number one with Rumor. He was there, David Lee Murphy, and a whole bunch of people coming out to honor Loretta Lynn, George Strait, and the rest of the songwriters who received awards at the 2019 Nashville Songwriter Awards, of which Miss Precious Harris was in attendance. Hey, how about Buddy Jewel news, Precious? We haven't heard from Buddy in quite some time. The Arkansan from Osceola, Arkansas. He debuted his stirring version of The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down on the 50th anniversary of the original release of that fame song written by Robbie Robinson and released by the band back in 1969. What led Buddy Jewel, country music's on Buddy Jewel, to record The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down? Well, actually, you know, he's always loved that song anyway, because when I used to when I pay, I used to pay him for singing my demos in the 1996, 1997. But his version, actually, he's got a new record coming out and he's got a new full length, like a bluegrass CD. He's actually still recording it. I'm actually going to be pitching him some songs in the next week or so. But uh, it's titled Blue Bonnet Highway. And uh, a guy named Mitchell Brown and a lot of people here in Nashville know him. He's a musician a vocalist producer just all around you know everything he touches is an incredible turns to gold in the studio but it, it's got ed bruce and some of the stuff uh from his hits you know and he was a big um country music icon in the 70s and then lester flat there so it's i'm excited it's not gonna come out till next year so we're gonna have to wait a bit but i'm so glad he's got new music coming out because i sure love buddy and not because that we're friends that we've been friends for over 20 years but just because I gen- generally love his entire family. Yeah. His I, wife, Tanae, and his kids, just good people. Yeah, Buddy Jewel, when his debut song came out around 2005, 2004 time period, Sweet Southern Comfort, yes. is that the name of the song? It was a big yeah, hit. Yeah, that was actually. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was uh, a friend of mine was the publisher of that song. Well, we named it in the pages of Y'all Magazine, the official anthem of the South. And, it, you know, Dixie's a good song, but that one from Buddy Jewel was one heck of a song. And and we helped uh, profile it way back in the day. Go back on our y'all.com website and access that. But Buddy Jewel, now with some new music, The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. His version of this song is part of a new full-length bluegrass CD on the making. It's titled... Blue Bonnet Highway, produced by renowned Nashville musician, vocalist, and producer Mitchell Brown. The new project includes a collection of tunes from legends like Ed Bruce and Lester Flatt to Buddy Jewel's Originals, and it's set for an early 2020 release. You can go to BuddyJewel.com and learn more. Also, go there and find out where you can see Buddy Jewel on tour as he's making appearances across the Southland and beyond. 
Oh, yes. He's always touring. I mean, ever since I've known him, he's always had gigging Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and demo, and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Because he was like, if you had him on your demos in the late 90s, like 97, 98, then you're 99% sure you're going to get a hold. Because <laughs> it was just made your song sound so good, even though they weren't, you know? Yeah. Yeah, one of the cool things about Buddy Jewel, and it was unfortunate for him, but I think his father or mother died right in the height of his career, and he had yeah. a, he had a bunch of bookings, and you know what? He kept every one of those bookings. He somehow worked out visiting his family and grieving with keeping those important tour dates, and I'll always remember that because he treasured his fans that much. Yes, and he's always, like I said, I took a couple of the kids back in the spring. They were here in may to see at his cd release party and he was like the sweetest thing to them it was like he was like so glad that they were um that they had came out and took a picture with them and everything and we could post on social media so they can actually say they got to go to a cd release party yeah well you don't have to wait till 2020 for jason aldean's new album it's simply titled nine as in the number nine it's coming out november 22nd it's available for pre-order at all digital retailers fans can now access not one but four new aldean songs at his website jasonaldean.ink.to.nine i'm not sure if i got all that right or not just google i'm sure you'll find out what he says he says by the way early on i always thought if we're ever going to make nine albums i'm going to call it nine it was my baseball number growing up and it's just kind of always been my lucky number so that's the explanation behind this rather odd album title number nine it's his ninth album and his lucky number yeah so that was that took a that took a bit of doing, what didn't it? Yeah, sure. and it's not usually going to be N-I-N-E. It's the numeral nine. And Precious, oh, what's, yeah. your, what's your favorite number? My, you're going to believe it's seven. Seven, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I won't ask. I'm sure yours is not quite as good a story as Jason Lucky Aldean's. seven. Lucky seven, well, okay. You know, lucky seven, yeah. Well, my, um, my favorite yeah, number in case you Jason keep... was there tonight. Oh, was he? Okay, good. good. I mean, he was there. I'm sorry, last night. He was there last night. Sorry, bud. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good. Well, I didn't realize he was there. Good deal. A lot of people coming out to honor Loretta and the others at that event at the Ryman. Aldine also announced yeah. the first dates for his upcoming We Back Tour, which kicks off in January. You can go to his website for tour all dates, tour dates for Jason Aldine. Great news there. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to ask Precious about this event that's going on on PBS that Ken Burns has had a hand in. It's a, another Ken Burns documentary, this time on wonderful country music. And I'm going to get Precious's take on that if she's seen any of it to date. But before we do that, let's ask a question and hold you over through the break where we'll answer it when we come back. The question is, what kind of serious accident did Charlie Pride and his band survive back in August 1980 while on their way to a concert in Dallas, Texas? The great Charlie Pride, his band, involved in a really bad accident in August of 80. We'll have the answer to that and more when we come back. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark, inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. 
Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. Walking alone, whistling a song, barefoot and fancy free. A big river boat passing us by. She's headed for New Orleans. There she goes, disappearing around the bend. Roll on, Mississippi. You make me feel like a child again. River breeze like peppermint leaves. The taste of it takes me back. Chewing on a straw, torn overalls, cane pole and old straw hat, muddy river. Just like a long lost friend. Roll on, Mississippi. Well, I don't know if it's going to get much better. Just a few minutes back, we heard Loretta Lynn music here on our Country Music Spotlight with Precious Harris as we wrap up this Wednesday edition of the Y'all Show. And right there, Mr. Charlie Pride out of, let's see, North Mississippi, but to be specific, Quitman County and Sledge, Mississippi is where Mr. Pride is from. And we ask a trivia question about Charlie Pride, Country Charlie Pride. What kind of serious accident did Charlie Pride and his band survive back in August of 1980 while on their way to a concert in Dallas, Texas? And Miss Precious Harris of iKnowCountry.com, what would that answer be? You're not going to believe this, but it was a mid-air collision, Whoa. literally. Um, yes, uh, a small Cessna was flying, and I guess it was an inexperienced pilot. And both of that. Both, was, I think there was two occupants in that one, and they both were killed, but nobody on Charlie's plane was injured. And huh. they went on to perform a schedule for an audience of 660 nuns. Yeah, nuns. Let's make sure we Did heard you. Did you hear what right. I said? Yeah, you, that's nonsense. 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 Yeah, seriously. So it just goes to show you almost like three wooden crosses in the air. If you listen to that song, you know? Man, Charlie Pride. It gives me the goose bumpies. Yeah, man, I'm glad he survived that uh, 
Man, Charlie. Yeah, you know, there's several not being so lucky. You know, Charlie Pride's book, which I think is called Pride, it's the only book, Precious, I've ever read twice. And I don't ever remember hearing a story about this near midair collision with his band. He doesn't talk about it a lot, um, but I've heard it in interviews, but I had forgotten about it. I was researching him because um, Neil McCoy, when he did the uh, Earl Thomas Connolly thing, he, he talked about um, – you know how he Earl influenced him, but when I've interviewed him, of course, interning for him many years ago, Charlie Pride's one of the reasons why Neil McCoy is even in um, country music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely an influence and someone who kind of helped Neil McCoy out of East Texas give a give him a actual break and give him an opportunity to perform. And that was a great gesture by the Sledge Mississippian. Hey, well, that near midair collision happened August of 1980, just one month later, back in September of 1980. On this very date, September 18th of 1980, Johnny Lee was number one on Billboard Country Singles Chart with Looking for Love, which was the soundtrack. It was off that soundtrack, Urban Cowboy, which was a huge, huge mega movie back in 1980. Remember that oh so well. Johnny Lee, certainly his signature song. Also on this date in country music, going back to 2013 for this, D.Y. Yoakam received the Artist of the Year Award from the American Music Association during their annual award show in Nashville. And Precious, Dwight was just in the Nashville area. Last week he performed in Jackson, Tennessee, and he's kind of out doing some things these days. What do you know about your fellow Kentuckian, Mr. D.Y. Yoakam? I love Dwight. Dwight is actually going to be on uh, the stage next month back in Nashville because he's going to be inducted into the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame on Hmm. October the 14th, that Monday. I think it's the 14th of October. He, along with uh, Rivers Rutherford and some other ones, are going to be inducted. So I'm Larry Gatlin, of course, but he's going to be inducted into the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame on October, on Monday. So I'm pretty excited to see that. And I believe a guy named Steve Warner is also being inducted. Is that right? Yes, I was coming after Steve. It just hit me. I'm like, oh, you have a brain fart. <laughs> Come yes. on. We gotta you know get I love some... me some Steve. I love him more. I, no, I'm sorry. I, feel, I know you do. I'm telling you, I felt so bad when you found that autograph poster in my office with him. Say, but I'm going to have to get you one that night. That's all so, right. Uh, I don't need an autograph poster. Uh, that's okay. I just like no. his music. Hey, this week's country music birthdays. Oh. Hey, happy birthday today to Maddie and Tay's Tay Die as she turns a 24-year-old date today. And coming up on Thursday, Jeff Bates out of Mississippi. He turns 56 years old. And Trisha Yearwood is 55 years old. And her birthday on Thursday, Chase Rice, born in 1986 on Thursday. And then the star Mississippian, Faith Hill, is 52 years young come September 21st. That's the birthdays this week in our country music format hey what's number one what's number five what's number four three two hey the hot country songs for this week in country music at number five chris lane's i don't know about you number four morgan wallen and whiskey glasses three luke combs from north carolina beer never broke my heart number two the other luke luke bryan knocking boots and number one the song that i have no idea what it sounds like because i have yet to hear it but it's bianco brown and the get up precious have you heard that song Yes. And survey says? Survey says it's, uh, put it this way, uh, Little Nash X and Billy Ray Cyrus are more country than that. Ah, okay. Well, 
That is not what I want to hear. Of course, I love Billy Ray. I mean, I met him in like 1991, yeah. uh, many years ago when he was signed to Mercury with Shania and that bunch and Eric Headley and all of them. But yeah, it. I will tell you, it's. I was real surprised when I went and listened to the official, saw the official video and um, heard the music. I was a little taken back. But see, because of the Florida Georgia line and going bro country, country music has hit another several million people in the last three or four years and they would have already so and because country music's always had open arms to bring in the gospel bring in the rock and roll when conway twitty and elvis came in bring in the bluegrass so gospel they were talking about it today in a at a meeting i was with with uh, actually interviewed mandy barnett earlier today and country music has always welcomed other genres mixed in with it so i'm not surprised i'm just I just know my daddy will probably never listen to country music again if he turns on the radio and hears this. Yeah. Just saying. We're listening to Precious Harris, the music career development consultant, emphasis on new and aspiring artists and songwriters. Go to her website, College of Songology, for more details and follow her blog, NashvilleMusicLine.com. You also can find Precious's great work at y'all.com. Hey, real quick, the boys from Spartanburg, Marshall Tucker Band, we've got some good news from them as they continue their Take the Highway Tour as the band's on the concert trail for the rest of this year. And they have a tour, I think, called Through Hell and High Water and Back Tour. And it's in its 47th year on the road. Great news if you like all the guys like Doug Gray and Marshall Tucker Band, which provided such legendary classics as Can't You See, Heard It in the Love Song, and Fire on the Mountain. Oh, what great music coming out of Spartanburg. Oh, you know, I love me some Marshall Tucker. Me and Doug, you know, we used to always do the Charlie Daniels. We actually become really, really good friends. Good. So um, I was actually very um, excited to see it out. As a matter of fact, we got the vinyl record, the yellow one, uh, last um, earlier this year from them, and my husband's got it in his vinyl collection. Of course, I just love Marshall Tucker because they're still going strong with 40-plus years, you know? Yeah, well, that is what we like to hear. All right, Precious, before we get off with you today, and we'd never like to get off the air with you, but sometimes the old clock on the wall says it's time for us to hit the road. But we got to get your take on what's going on on PBS with Ken Burns' new documentary, Country Music, airing on PB stage, PBS stations and also streaming. As the Nashville, Tennessee newspaper recently published 100 Years of Country Music, listing 100 momentous events, one for each year, starting with the birth of Kitty Wells in 2019 and marking, uh, in, well, rather in 1919, and marking 2019 with Casey Musgraves winning Grammy for Album of the Year with Golden Hour. I wanted to get your take on Ken Burns and all of this celebration of a huge century of country music. Well, I've been doing, uh, you know, watching him on, because I've been waiting for this for, I've heard about it, because I think it's taken him 10 years to do it. But uh, I heard about it several uh, years ago that it was, you know, so I basically put it out of my mind until I could get, uh, I knew it was going to be closer. So I saw a little bit of it. It it looks incredible. It's almost something that I'm just telling you. I saw, it talks about the dust bowl, and it's got some incredible historical film and pictures and photos in the beginning of it. So I'm excited. I only got to see like the first hour, but, um, but it looks to be an incredible, incredible documentary. I'll, I'll be glad we can buy it. Well, that's coming for sure. Ken Burns, of course, of the Civil War fame, first of all, but he's gone on to do some other great work on PBS, like doing something on baseball 
Hey, Ken Burns, when he mixes in Civil War, of which I'm a huge fan of, and baseball, of which your sweetheart is a big fan of, and now country music, which we all like, Ken Burns, you're singing our tune. Yes, I love him, and I cannot wait. Very much overdue. And, of course, I saw him on the morning show um, the other day with uh, Vince. Vince has been doing some media things with him. So I'm uh, I'm anxious to be able to see the whole thing and ever sit down and grab me a big old cup of hot chocolate and take a chill pill and watch at least a little bit of it. Because I think it's like, what, uh, 20 hours worth, it's, I think is what they it, said. It, it is a lot. You're going to have to have a lot of those chill pills when you watch oh, this yeah, country exactly. music production from Ken Burns. And you also need to take a chill pill when you get to hang out with us, Precious. Thank you very much, Precious Harris, <laughs> Nashville Music Line. We look forward to catching up with you again next week, madam. Oh, same here. And I'll have some more good news next week. I think I might even have some news about Eric Church. Well, we can't wait for that. Precious Harris, everybody. Well, that will wrap up our Wednesday, y'all. Join us on Thursday. We've got our SEC Spotlight and a whole lot more fun. Thank you for listening to y'all. Country music talk, sports talk, and more. We'll see you back here tomorrow. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at vistaprint.com. Own the now.